This Satellite Sisters podcast is brought to you by Harry's. You deserve a quality shave delivered at a fair price. Visit harrys.com forward slash sisters for a special offer for this holiday season. And this podcast is also brought to you by care.com. Care.com is the easy and reliable way to find care for everyone in the family. Visit care.com forward slash sisters for 30% off a premium membership. Thanks, care.com, for supporting Satellite Sisters. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a satellite sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. I'm Leanne Dolan in Los Angeles. I'm a writer and producer, and I'm just happy to be here today with my big sisters, <laughs> Julie and Liz. Liz, what's Getting happening? Getting in the holiday spirit yeah. here, Leanne. I'm Liz Dolan. We're here in the Wondery Sunset Studios in West Hollywood, but I live in Santa Monica, the other end of town from Leanne. I'm an on-again, off-again corporate executive, but mainly mainly a podcaster. Yeah, that's what I do. Joel? Hey, I'm Julie Dolan. <laughs> I'm the oldest sister. I'm back from Brooklyn, where can I just say that there's still way too much kale in Brooklyn. Okay, I know I digress, but I'm a podcaster, an empty nester, an urban nana with five grandchildren, and I got a new furry friend over here named Oliver. How's the puppy doing? doing? Uh, The puppy is good. The puppy is good. My training still could, a little needs improvement. I want to just cave in, let him like jump on the couch and jump on the bed and do all the bad things. So it's it's all I can do because his cuteness is overwhelming. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Today on the show, we have a guest coming into the studio, which is exciting. This is rare. Just in time for your holiday entertaining, we have cookbook author and recipe developer Claire Tanzi. Her new book is called Uncomplicated, Taking the Stress Out of Home Cooking. We're excited to meet Claire and have her here. She's going to tell us what to make yeah. for some of those big meals that happen over the holidays, and we're going to get beautiful some book. other tips from her. It you is can do this, book. people. Yeah. Even you- I could do most of these. <laughs> You could, Liz. Some of it. Some of it, Liz. Yeah. All right. We have an entertaining sisters today. I saw a great movie on Netflix I'm going to tell you about. It goes with along with the book, so I've got that. And I'm going to preview the new Jennifer Lopez film, Second Act. Ooh, I can't, I can't wait to hear about yeah. that. Yeah. Julie, you have the color of the year for us. And it is. I mean, this is so wow. I can't, I can't even wait to tell you about the color of the year 2019. <laughs> it's such exciting news. Okay. And we're going to pay a tribute to Dr. P.M. Forney. He was a longtime guest on Satellite Sisters. He's recently passed away. He was a master of civility, a college professor who uh, really felt so deeply about civility and speaking kindly to one another. He shared many wonderful thoughts with us on Satellite Sisters. Julie, you had a special relationship with Dr. P.M. Forney, so you're going to lead our tribute to Dr. Forney uh, later on in the show. But first, Liz, what's happening? Yeah. What's what's I up? Ha- with- I have bad news about my right butt cheek, sisters. Butt <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> oh, cheek no. bad news. Yeah. What's, what's going on, yeah. Liz? Well, well, to back up what's, for those of you that what's are up not- or down, <laughs> as the case may be. Yeah. So I've been in training in general as part of Operation Sea Turtle, which is just my basic health and wellness program, but also because Julie and I have an epic athletic adventure planned for 2019. So. I thought, got to get myself in shape. 
Uh, and several months ago, I kind of did something to myself. I thought it was a hamstring situation. Uh, and then I thought it was my ankle. But I went to a physical therapist, and she said the problem was my glute, that my right glute is not firing, <laughs> as mm-hmm. they say. And there's also a non-medical term for this. Longtime satellite sister Kathy Douglas said she had the same situation when she was training to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. She calls it asnesia. When you're... <laughs> really? <laughs> when part of your butt forgets to do what it's supposed to do, which is, that's what was really happening. Uh, anyway, so I've been going to physical therapy. <laughs> okay. I'm just taking that in. <laughs> Taking that term You in. should write that down, Liam. No, no. Going to let it go, Jewel. Taking it in, letting it go. So I've been, uh, comedy, my physical therapist, gave me some prescribed exercises. Been doing the clamshells. Been doing the bridges. And um, things were really going well. I was, things were feeling better all over my body. And last week, she, she suggested walking backwards, which I mentioned on the show. And many of you spend time walking backwards, as I could see in the Facebook group. So this Saturday, I was doing my usual stretching on the mat. You know, I kind of warm up and I do a lot of these exercises that she gave me. I also bumped into our satellite sister, Francie, which was fun. <laughs> Longtime listener, Francie. So we had a little chat. And then I went to my usual body sculpting class. Mm-hmm. Um, and the physical therapist had, al- had already told me, lay off things like lunges. Those would not be good for me right now. So it was all good. But then in the course of the afternoon, everything on the right side of my body below my waist started to re- really tighten up. And at first, it just felt like it was tweaked. But I had theater plans for Saturday night. And that here's where things really went wrong. Because I was going to a very small theater to see Brian Dennehy, you know, who's great, perform mm-hmm. two short one-act plays. The first was called Huey. That's by Eugene O'Neill. And the second, by Samuel Beckett, is called Crap's Last Tape. So not exactly holiday hilarity, right? No, <laughs> no. no. You it know. sounds like there would be a natural tightening of yes. the butt cheeks <laughs> watching those theater pr- productions. Exactly, Julie. You know, Samuel Beckett is heavy going in the best yeah. of circumstances. But Brian Dennehy, Dennehy alone in a very small theater doing this. I thought, okay, totally worth it. So during the play, I really just started to ache. I was fidgeting, and I really, really wanted to stand up. And it was a small house, and there was room right next to me where I could have stood up and just leaned against the wall. But I was afraid that if I did and just stood there, that he would notice, because I was only like 10 feet from Brian Denny. And that I would become internet famous by, you know, Brian Dennehy calling me out and someone <laughs> capturing it on phone. Right. Like, did you notice last week this happened to Kanye at the Share show? Yes. Yeah. Kanye was looking at his phone and one of the actors in the play called him out on Twitter, like during the intermission. Anyway. Or they could have thought you were part of the production, Liz. Even worse. Just and, the whole uh... thing. Just seemed so I, I suffered through it. I had to look up the play uh, Crap's Last Tape when I got home. Because I had no idea what had happened. Because, wow. I mean, again, Beckett is hard anyway, 
But I was so not focused on what was happening on the stage. Anyway, I, I survived that, and I was uh, worse the next day. So Sunday, I tried to loosen up, blah, blah, blah. And I've been planning to go out Sunday night. There's a theater in my neighborhood that plays uh, old movies. So I was going to see The Big Lebowski because I haven't seen it since it originally came out. And I thought that would be a mood lifter, you yeah, know, sort of sure. the opposite of O'Neill and Beckett. But there was I was in so much pain that instead I figured out that The Big Lebowski is also on Netflix. Netflix, yes. <laughs> so, so, so I spent Sunday night just laying flat on the floor mm. oh, in front of my gas fireplace. It was very cozy. So flat on the floor, head propped up slightly. Of course, Hooper is licking my face because he's a licker. <laughs> and watching The Big Lebowski, I'm like, okay, this is really not good. But I knew that Monday... I already had my physical therapy appointment. So uh, I went in. I told Comedy, like, last night I was in so much pain that I was watching The Big Lebowski laying on the floor. And she said, what's, what's that? Like, and I thought, if you want to feel a million years old, have someone say to you, a medical provider say, I've never heard of The Big Lebowski. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so this is not helping my mood. Anyway, turns out what I have, she thinks, is a periforma. Strain? Is that mm. the right word, Leon? Yeah. You said in yoga. they're const- In yoga, we're constantly stretching our piriformis. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the hip. Yeah. And we, but you know what felt great today? Driving to work, I fired up those seat heaters. Oh, yeah. They're the best. <laughs> they <laughs> they <laughs> are good. I mean, I do it every time I play tennis. Before I go to, for, you know, any ten kind of tennis match. Before and after. Really? It's part of my training. Yeah. You got to add that you, to your speaking operations. Speaking of feeling- yeah, speaking of old, yeah, feeling old, yeah. No, when you love your seat heater so much, you think of reasons to drive around in your car? Yes. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Joel, I didn't mean to cut you off. Sorry. No, that's true, Leon. <laughs> so, but I went from the seat heater, which felt great, to now, Leon can attest, I'm sitting on an ice pack, yeah. Julie. Because, you know, just treating that glute at all times. So I've got some uh, stretches I need to do, but no lunges are allowed. No steps are allowed. And the walk, she actually thinks that maybe the walking backwards caused the problem. Because I was doing it on an elliptical. She said, if your feet are even slightly turned out and you did too much of it, that might have done that. So... Yeah, I'm not going to walk backwards anymore. No. That was I knew that was a bad idea. Yeah. So, um, so the big te- <laughs> the big test is going to be this Sunday, though, because this Sunday, Leon, you and I and your son Colin, we're going to the theater again. Yes, we are, Julia. Your recommendation: we got tickets to see Come From Away. Oh, I'm so happy. Uh, you know, I know you'll enjoy it. I I know you'll really enjoy it if you can sit through if it. If I can sit through There's it. There's no intermission, Liz. It's oh, that's 90 good. 90 minutes. Okay. Oh, so well, maybe that's good. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if you can if you can handle it. I hope, yeah, bring your ice packs, uh, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, so um, here's a fingers crossed is that I'll be stretching all week. And then the uplifting musical, as opposed to this sort of downbeat, oh, my God, life is terrible, would, I, would actually, by the time I come out of the theater Sunday night, I'll be cured. That's my goal. Yeah. There you go. More on this next week. But that's the right butt cheek, right butt cheek report for today. Okay. Well, I'll tell well, you this. I'm not going to be massaging your glute halfway <laughs> through that play. Don't, don't look to me to provide any medical care. <laughs> I never would, Leon. I promise you. Oh well, I do hope you feel better, Liz. That's a t- you know that's terrible to have a strain. Take it easy, rest yeah. and relax. I will. Um, 
You know, it is with really heavy hearts that we wanted to um, take note of the passing of Dr. P.M. Forney. Uh, as Leon said, he was professor and co-founder of the Johns Hopkins Civility Project. He's author of two great books, Choosing Civility, 25 Rules of Considerate Conduct, and The Civility Solution. But he is most beloved here at Satellite Sisters because he was the Satellite Sister envoy of civility for many years. You know, he was on our radio show. He would come on each week to talk about civility um, and use examples from his book and use examples from our lives. You know, I mean, if you haven't, if you don't know these books, I, I can't think of really a more perfect holiday gift this year. <laughs> I really can't. Choosing Civility, 25 Rules of Considerate Conduct. It's a very short book. Um, but without a doubt, it's one of the most important books I've ever read. Um, and The Civility Solution, his book, uh, you know, his second book, which is, I can still hear Dr. Forney say, you know, you, you need to be kind and not be rude, but you don't have to be a doormat. Mm -hmm. And The Civility Solution was how to deal with difficult situations in your personal life, in your professional life. You know, and he did all of this, you know, if you look at choosing civility he wanted to he wanted to write about civility because it really was about kindness that's what the book was about he wanted people to make to put civility in their life to have it be a central concern because if we did that he wrote that it would you would lead to a a good successful and serene life how mm, about that mm, you know yeah he was such a pleasure uh, I, I to mean, talk to every week. And the fact that he was a professor of Italian literature at Johns Hopkins meant he also had an awesome Italian accent, right. which was really nice. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, there and there's so many things. I mean, I have I have gone to that book so many times and I've recommended it to so many people. But one of my favorite rules of the 25 rules is rule number two, acknowledge others. And I can rem remember Dr. Forney gave us a very simple example, something that he asked us to practice each week. He said, wherever you go, whether you're going into a grocery store, a coffee shop, a restaurant, you know, uh, you know, you're at the airport and someone is providing you with some basic service, take the time to look the person in the eye, to acknowledge them and to stop and thank them for what they're doing. Uh, mm -hmm. And and it was, you know, it's something, you know, we have so many people that come and go and you're, you know, you're particularly this time of year where you're, you know, you're rushing into the post office or the UPS store or wherever, you know, just to take the time to acknowledge others. I love that. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it's I had so the easy great, to forget. You know, it's easy to came, forget. He, go ahead, Liz. It's just easy to forget that, they, you know, you just think of it as a transaction, but it is a person. And we have so many service people in our lives in these my work at parties. I like to talk about other things, so I try to give other people the benefit of that doubt. So those were just two small things, and they're conversational, but they stuck with me over the years. Like, yeah. That's just a higher yeah. level of sort of, as you say, Julie, dignity and respecting people. You know, there are boundaries and barriers and you know, other mm -hmm. things to talk about besides sort of practical matters. Mm -hmm. So I appreciated that. 
Well, he and had Liz, a- I know that Liz, you have really adopted uh, something that Dr. Forney uh, always said on the show as your personal and professional mantra. It's true, Julie, and I try to give him credit all the time for teaching me this. He said, I forget whether it was his definition of civility or what our goals should be just as we move through the world. He said, you should always try to be calm, kind, and strong. And that just really struck me as a person, but then also in a professional environment, I thought, yeah, if you can pull that off, that is really a great way to be a leader, great way to be a coworker. But I moved the word strong to the front for <laughs> for work purposes. So I always say my goal is urgency visits to the vet. Been there, done that, haven't yeah. needed it all. I wish Care.com was around for me maybe 10 years ago. But it's not too late for you, Satellite Sisterhood. If you need help, you're going to want to check out Care.com. You can find Care for everyone in the family. Care's goal is to make life simpler for families everywhere. So at Care.com, you can find, book, and pay for care all in one place. And it's easy to take care of all your household employer obligations, including nanny tax, with Care.com HomePay. Again, where were you 10 years ago? <laughs> Care.com would have been fantastic. Uh, you can join for free as a basic member and start searching for great local caregivers now. But if you upgrade to a premium membership, you can reach out to them, schedule interviews, even book and pay for care online or through the app which is super-duper convenient to be able to do now. So that's where you come in, Satellite Sisterhood. For Satellite Sister listeners, you can save 30% off a Care.com premium membership. Just visit care.com forward slash sisters when you subscribe. That's care.com forward slash sisters. It's a really easy website to use. It'll take you through all the steps you need uh, for whatever you're doing, for whatever you're looking for, for you're posting a job. If you're looking for caregivers, you want to go to care.com forward slash sisters to save 30% off a care.com premium membership. Thanks a lot, care.com, for supporting us through 2018. Yeah, we really appreciate us it. all year. Really appreciate it. Thank Harry's, you. Harry's, another another sponsor that we all year, all year. love the Harry's. I know, yeah. we love it. <laughs> As Leanne was looking at her laptop, I'm like, what's so exciting? She said, look at this. Look at this. Go to harrys.com slash sisters and you get a special message for Satellite Sisters listeners. It says, yes. hello, Satellite Sisters <laughs> listeners. <laughs> hello. Yeah. I mean, oh, wow. I know. So you got to go just, go. For, just, just to see go that. To Harry, just click through. harrys.com forward slash, sa- forward slash sisters. Yes. And you get to see the special message. I mean, I can tell you what the special message is, but it was kind of a secret thrill to see it on the Harry's website. <laughs> and it's this because it's the holiday season. Everyone wants Harry's for the holidays. And, but you know, guys can be hard to shop for. So Harry's is the perfect gift. These are great shaving products at a reasonable price. And Harry's has all kind of special gift sets. Mm, and this mm. is the key. When you go to our special URL, harrys.com forward slash sisters, you see that you get $5 off any shave set, including the limited edition holiday sets. Okay, that's a nice Which are beautiful. Deal. They are They're really that's nice. Good. Yeah. And, and we're really pretty much TikTok in panic mode. You better get on <laughs> today and order these, right? Uh, yeah, yes. I Jill, mean, I'm this gonna, is it. Yeah, I'm going to back guys. Uh, but they're in beautiful holiday boxes, special, you know, one-of-a-kind handles. You get the shaving cream. You get, you get everything you need in the gift set. It's a good deal. But you want to get there by the 12th. Now, Harrys.com yeah. forward slash sisters to get $5 off any shave set plus free shipping. Again, 
until the 12th of December. So I just want to act now. It says in all caps here on my copy. Act now. Act now, satellites. We aren't kidding. (laughs) All right. All right. Stay with us. Claire Tansy is with us. We are so happy to welcome to Satellite Sisters Claire Tanzi. She's a chef, a teacher, the former food director at Chatelain Magazine. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You could just say Chatelaine. <laughs> Chatelaine. Chatelaine. <laughs> well, so you're Canadian. That's the official pronunciation? Yes. <laughs> okay. Claire focuses now on inspiring home cooks with easy, fun, and delicious recipes. And we're really happy to be uh, welcoming her to talk about her new beautiful cookbook, Uncomplicated, Taking the Stress Out of Home Cooking. Welcome to Satellite Sisters. I am so thrilled to be here. I'm quaking. I'm so excited. (laughs) But, you know, you have been listening for a long time. I'm a long-time listener, first-time visitor. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. And I don't usually make friends over Twitter, but we... we (laughs) No, not at all. Right? (laughs) Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, jump in, Joel. We had to to share our love of the the loss of cooking light. We did. That's when we bonded. When I saw the farewell issue, like, and it says the farewell issue, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to cry. Yeah. Oh, that's what brought you together? Yes, that's that yes, was it. it was I, the loss of cooking light. Yes, yeah. uh, as we realized, we had similar palates. Now, of uh-huh. course, Claire has a whole book to prove that. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I, you read the book. Read the book. And you made things from the book. So, many of the recipes, mm. because this is actually the food I like to eat. Oh, I that's mean, great. Yeah, we have, it's delicious food. You put the steps in it that you need to put to make it delicious. Yeah. It's not all one pot. You know, no. throw everything in a pot no. just because it's uncomplicated. No, and I mean, it's like... <laughs> I just want to make that clear. <laughs> no, Liam well, did tell me it might be too complicated for me. Well, <laughs> the, wait till you hear the title of my next book. No. Um, it's, it's, you know what, I always think that I've been in the business for, I've been in the food business for 20 years uh, plus. I've stopped counting at 20. Uh, and so if there's a step that you can skip or if there's like an ingredient you can add to really up the game of the recipe, I figured it out. And we've done that. You Uh, know, I wanted to start a little bit with your food philosophy before we talk about it. You have some great tips for holiday entertaining. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm just going to preview one, which is dim the lights. Which I- <laughs> okay, that's the best suggestion yeah. I've ever heard. It's so good. Look, that's an old restaurant trick. You know, you think, you know, why are restaurant restaurants so lovely? All that candlelight, dim lighting. Well, it's so that the chefs don't have to be that precise. Right. Or the cleaning doesn't have to be that precise. The cleaning doesn't have to be that precise. In my home, I'm down with that. But, what, you know, how did you develop your food philosophy? I grew up in a family that loved to eat. Um, and so I think for us, it was just like, well, we were expected home for dinner every single night and we sat around the table and, you know, it was a home-cooked meal whether you liked it or not and we were expected to make polite conversation with each other um, with the occasional shoving of elbows underneath sure. the table, right? Right. Um, yeah. Right. Of course, we, you know, brothers and sisters. Um, and I, every single family celebration was based on food. So with my aunts and uncles, my grandmother, it was like, okay, what are we doing for Easter? What are we doing for Thanksgiving? Should we add another ham? Should we, all that stuff. So the food. The <laughs> you did food, mention ham, Claire. There's okay, a lot of ham. Good. Listen, ham can, is We could bond on that too because our so family glad. usually travels with ham. With so ham. Uh, you know, carry on. Because yeah. heaven forbid there not be enough food. Yeah, I no. mean, that is, we would all die. Yeah. I'm sure we would all just <laughs> die. Shrivel up. <laughs> That's right. But it's just such a source of joy in my own family. And I really wanted to, you know, obviously continue that in my own life. I have a husband. I have a little six-year-old. Um, so I just really wanted to keep that uncomplicated uh, joy of cooking in my life and share that with everyone. 
you know, did you go to cooking school? I did not. Um, okay. I did. I'm mostly self-taught, and I did an apprenticeship. I, of course, have a master's degree in theater. Oh, of, of course, course you do. Yes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> but I worked on the side in restaurants the whole time, putting mm-hmm. myself through school. And then I was like, well, how can I put these two things together? Like all the years of schooling and education um, and my love of and experience with food. So here we are. So how do you become a recipe developer? Because I think it's one of those things people think it sounds like a dream job. It is <laughs> often portrayed in the Hallmark Christmas movies. The yes. main character is yes. often <laughs> a recipe or cookbook author. Yeah. Or a food critic, yeah. also good. Yeah. Yeah. So, But how does it really work? Like, Oh, it's such a good question because when I, I really wanted to figure out how to connect the food aspect of it with the kind of deep research that I love to do okay. and figuring out how stuff works, right? So how how do you make a turkey easier to prepare? How do you make sure that it's always going to be cooked? And then how do you translate that into words that somebody a thousand, a million miles away can read and then reproduce in the same way in his or her kitchen in the same way that you did in yours? So, so part of that is food science, right? The Most sort of definitely. chemistry of what the cooking process is. And also just reading every other recipe about turkey and about every other thing. So just reading and then trying stuff out at home. Um, and when I wor- worked in the magazine business, I actually had a test kitchen. So I had yeah. a, a team of recipe developers and we would work on stuff and try stuff out. And can you melt ice cream and then use that liquid to turn it into a recipe for scones? Oh, Ooh. What's the answer to that? You really? can, but <laughs> it's not very good. <laughs> so Two-part answer. I have, I have been there. I have done that. Don't do it. You don't have to do it. So it's all that trial and error and making, uh, yeah, just just really, I guess that's it. It's trial and error. And then through the process of actually writing the recipe um, and then, you know, trying to ask people to make it at home and see if it works as well for them. And you figure out what people need to know and what words in recipes really are important. Oh, uh, yeah. Know, right? That's, it, that, Claire, that seems key. I mean, because you do get annoyed with recipes oh, yeah. when they mention something or they fail to mention it or they don't give it to, give it to you in the order in which you really need to know that information. Like how oh, that would be. It's annoying. Yeah. And I must say, as a recipe developer, the thing you're trying to avoid at all costs is your reader being annoyed with you. Yeah. yeah. So, right? <laughs> yes. Well, to be honest, like, you know, podcasters don't have that standard. <laughs> just, I'm going to say Marscapone just to annoy one oh, of our listeners. Okay. Okay. We're not going to get into a fight about that today. <laughs> I'm from New England. We put ours in places that's they right. shouldn't be in. No. So that's all I can say. Fantastic. <laughs> but if I write a recipe and it calls for, say, half a can of tomato paste, then I know that you're at home with another half a can of tomato paste. And what are you going to do with that? Yeah. Well, you're annoyed with me, right? right Especially yeah. Then you're going to be right. really annoyed when in a month you're cleaning your fridge and you have to throw that out. Yeah. So I always use the whole can of tomato paste. Oh, okay. Always. <laughs> Listen, what's so wrong with adding another couple of tablespoons yeah. full of tomato paste, right? It can't hurt. No, can't it hurt. can't hurt. Um, and so it's all those things. You don't want your reader to be annoyed. And you also want the reader to be able to reproduce the recipe and, like, easily, without having too many questions, without wondering, is it uncovered or covered? You know, if I poke the leg of the turkey, how am I going to know if it's done? So you want to sort of avoid all that stuff and give her or him all the answers right there in the words. I cooked the roast chicken out of Uncomplicated the other day, and um, you know, Sunday night we had a delightful roast chicken. And what I appreciated was you said, not only did you say, you know, poke the leg, that it's supposed to run clear, and then you went on to say, 
if you're if you're carving it and it looks like it's not done, here's how you cook it <laughs> to get to get it right. Because like you actually yeah. went oh, the, the remedy next step, in the, the remedy because people pulled the chickens out. Too well, soon. it happens to me all the time. Yeah. right. We yeah. have roast chicken probably once a week, uh, and yeah, there are those times when for whatever reason you're carving into it and you're like, uh oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So pop that, cut that baby up, pop it back into the into the frying pan, put it back in the oven, or turn on the stove, and you're good to go. That was a very thorough recipe. I have mm-hmm. never heard that. That is that is great. That's great. <laughs> That's news. real life cooking. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you about the boyfriend who I forced to endure me. I'm going. Oh, I'm first. Of course, I always carve the chicken and then put it back in the sauce. Yes. <laughs> well, that's the chef's way. <laughs> He's not the guy who turned out to be my husband. <laughs> he couldn't take it. Couldn't take the stress. He couldn't well, take it. That's the so. Leanne, can I ask you a question yeah. about that? Because you've probably roasted a million chickens. A million in your chickens. Life. Yeah. So. Is that how Claire's recipe is different? Because it has that practical. Right. That little bit, that little uh-huh. extra step at the end was super helpful because as it turned out, it was a little, I needed to there put it back go. in because I had defrosted the chicken. I think it was a little bit colder inside yeah. than normal. Yeah. And so the breast was cooked, but the legs needed a little extra. That's and it. And so I noticed that step. And, and I that's, wasn't afraid. And that's it. And it's a, it's a, it's a chicken, right? right? Like it's not going to be consistent, my chicken to your chicken to your chicken. Yeah. Right. Um, so you need to know those little things and, and not to panic when it happens. It's all right. Well, that's it. the subtitle of your book, Taking the Stress Out of Home Cooking. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think it I think it works. Okay. I think it works. Okay, Julie, you we're gonna move into some actual like food stuff now. Julie, yes, I have I have a question because over the holidays, Claire, I'm gonna have a group ages five to eighty. So a big crowd. <laughs> I you know, it's the holidays. What would you recommend? You know, where you're gonna have, you know, where I have a wide age range, I wanna please everybody, and I and I don't want it complicated. Claire? Yes. Well, you alluded to it earlier, Julie. It is a roast ham. I really think a roast ham is the solution to all of our holiday entertaining problems. Uh, you know, um, it's the thing with a roast ham is it's cooked when you buy it. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you you really, there is very little you can do to go wrong with a roast ham. So get a good ham from a good butcher. That's my kind of recommendation, one with a bone. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. And then a simple glaze on top if you want. And then what we do, yeah. we did this for my my son's first and second birthdays. We invited, of course, all our friends. He didn't have any friends right. when he was one. Um, and we have a big ham. And then you get amazing soft white buns. This is like my favorite treat for myself. Soft white buns, lots of soft butter condiments and people can carve the ham they can make a sandwich you can have a salad alongside if you've got gluten-free people they can have the gluten-free bun if you've got people who aren't eating carbs at all they can just have the ham um it's very casual it's very grazy and crazy <laughs> crazy right it's not crazy, crazy. Yeah, like it's that. crazy yeah. that's it, how we describe our sister sheila's eating habits crazy. <laughs> crazy. crazy it's crazy well she would love a ham yeah and and get the hugest one you can fit in your oven because of course ham leftovers are fantastic the next day the day uh-huh. after the day after that so that's the ultimate uncomplicated meal for many whether it's uh, a child children love ham an adult uh, or um, an older adult whose maybe teeth aren't working quite as well well that's a challenge mm, it is yeah it is. Uh, we, I mean, yeah. I have went I think the soft buns, I mean, that's a winner. That's a winner addition to, I mean, a ham is one thing. That's, you know, a lot of people do that. That's traditional. But I think bringing the soft buns, you know, having the, you know, having the gluten-free buns as well. Yeah. 
I mean, that could that could really work for my group. And then, Thanks, you know, if, yeah. Aunt, if Aunt so-and-so, you know, has a famous kale salad that she has to bring or, you know, so-and-so's potato salad, well, bring it. Add it to the buffet. No problem. Uh, you're good to go. And we did this a few weeks ago because uh, my husband was on call on a weekend. We were having friends over. I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm solo parenting and cleaning the house. And now I've got to entertain a huge family <laughs> with children who yeah. have, you know, picky tastes. So we did a ham and we did buns. It was fantastic. Everybody loved it. So no mac and cheese. You Did, did you need <laughs> I, mac and cheese on the I, side of you that? You know what? As much as I think mac and cheese is always a good backup. It is always. I know. I think so. <laughs> uh, we didn't. They, I just didn't have time. So yeah. I was like, to heck with it. I'm just going to do the ham. I think you're more generous, too, in the if so-and-so needs to bring a kale salad. Because that's <laughs> Cause kind of where I not just... allow that. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> I... <laughs> But then you can I have the roll. I try to be generous, and I resent the salad. If, it, <laughs> if you bring it, you got to take it home. That's the rule. Oh, oh yes, that's a good rule. Mm. Okay, mm-hmm. that's a good rule. <laughs> what are some other just general tips for like an uncomplicated holiday entertaining? Thing? For sure, you know, because this is the time when if you're going to get stressed out about entertaining, or if you're going to entertain and you don't normally, this is the time when you're going to be doing it. So I always say you. Uh, it sounds a bit weird, but you have to sort of think like a military general just for a minute, um, and kind of go and do a bit of a backwards plan, like Mm -hmm. kind of a work back plan. Sounds extremely boring, uh, but you get out your pen and paper, you plan the menu, and you plan the menu for the kitchen that you have. So don't have one thing that needs the oven at 450 degrees, the other thing needs 325 degrees. If you yes. only have one oven, okay, right. that's right. going to make you crazy. Right. So Good then point. you want to do either, I always say, uh, you know, either do something big like a ham or do something braised like a stew or something like that. You can do it in advance, all in advance. You just reheat it. Um, but you want to eliminate as much as possible anything that you have to do day of. Okay. So you kind of, I try to keep that to maybe two dishes to do day of. Uh, so that means something gets served at room temperatures. Lots of stuff is made in advance. Something is just like open the open the box of Marcona almonds and use that as the appetizer. <laughs> um, so you, you really need to kind of plan that, I find. And if you do that little bit of work in advance, then the day of, you're putting your not exactly putting your feet up let's be honest but you're at least a little bit more able to be present and enjoy the moment that's true because actually as a guest there's nothing more uncomfortable than being at a house where the hostess or host is running around oh my gosh cooking and it just that stresses everybody it stresses everybody out and it's it's totally contagious so if they arrive and you're in a good place Mm -hmm. uh yeah then it's going to be that much of a a better party and of course i mean this is where i get a little bit lushy-gushy about life it's like you know the best way to improve your happiness reduce your stress have a long happy life is to have those connections is to make those relationships and have that quality time together so, you know, do it. Embrace it. You know, Claire, I followed your menu. In the back, you have some good menu suggestions. You know, so family winter dinner party. Oh, uh, yeah. Birthday party. Family yeah. winter birthday party. Right. I, I did that this weekend for my mother-in-law, who was turning 77. And we had some Amazing. older people. So soft food <laughs> is is excellent. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's excellent. You know, and, soft food. Yeah. Uh, but I... <laughs> <laughs> there's not there's no shame in soft food. Listen, no. Okay? Yeah. No, soft food there'll, be, is there'll good. be a chapter in my next book, I'm yeah. sure. Soft no, things. I mean, when my parents were around, we had some soft food issues. Yes, and we so that's did. when I instituted the mashed potato bar oh, for Christmas delightful. Eve. So yes. just mashed potatoes as the base and yeah. then all kinds of soft things that you could put on top. There's there's yeah. nothing wrong with it. It was delicious, uh delicious meal. A lot of it I made ahead, so that was Perfect. really nice. I'll put the photos my photographer son was there so we took
took some good photos. It's fantastic. Of every of the pot roast I made. Oh, the pot roast. Poor old pot roast. It got such a bad reputation over the years. But oh my gosh, is it, it not delicious? Delicious. It is delicious. I would take a pot roast over a ham any day. Okay, <laughs> that I accept that. Just to I put in that. the word for pot roast. Yes. I'm with you. Yeah. And does it make the house smell oh, amazing? People walk in, they're like, oh, whatever I'm it is, home. I'm I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm relaxed. I know. So yeah. good. So and you good. Can make it the day before, and yes. then I made your gnocchi. Am I oh, saying that correctly gnocchi. or incorrectly? <laughs> gnocchi. <laughs> oh, and yes, and you had a problem with my old cheddar. Yeah, what? Yeah, in your recipe it said old cheddar. I was like, what the heck is that? Canadian? Does she mean I'm supposed to just literally, like, leave it open in the fridge? <laughs> and it dried what? up cheddar? What's That's fine. What's ever in the back of your fridge? I know. You know, sometimes recipes call for stale bread. Like, that's not unusual. Okay, you know, leftover chicken. Right. Sure. So, but old, old cheddar, cheddar, that's hilarious. I didn't even think, of course, it's aged. Aged cheddar. Well, now, here's, you've hit on a problem, which is, is something that happens to recipe writers, which is in Canada, where I'm from, in the U.S., and in Britain, there are kind of slightly different words for everything. So I nearly came to blows with my editor about the concept of what you would call heavy cream. Oh, uh-huh. what we call whipping mm-hmm. cream, yeah. and what um, in England they call double cream. But in England, even it's still different, slightly different. So we had to have I don't know four, maybe five conference calls about oh. what we were going to call <laughs> this in the book. And because in Canada, when you go to buy it, it actually says thirty-five percent whipping cream, and in the U.S. it says heavy cream. Anyways, I so, don't even understand it in the U.S. I, I never uh, know what the half and half whipping I know. cream, heavy I know. cream. I don't know. So I was like, let's just go for the number, 35%, because that's going to be consistent no matter what the word is. Oh, well, anyway, we went around the houses <laughs> several times. So it is now the kind of slight mouthful, which is whipping, open parentheses, 35%, close parentheses, cream. <laughs> Oh. Mm-hmm. oh, my but gosh. But the old cheddar, you just decided to go with old cheddar? There that's what no we call it. Well, that's what we call it. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that it has a, another name. Aged. Yeah, aged here. cheddar. And I, I needed an American translator, I guess. Just literally Obviously. didn't even occur to me. I was like, well, I'm just going to get aged cheddar, cheddar cheese. I don't oh know what gosh. old cheddar is. Okay, <laughs> next, next book. It'll be old, parentheses, aged. <laughs> now, I'm not a baker. Uh, oh. So I made the lemon custards. Yeah, oh. I don't bake. There's too much precision involved in measuring yeah. and stuff. <laughs> but were those lemon custards not the, the bomb? They were delicious. Yeah. They're uh, so easy. So easy. Ridiculously easy. I mean, I had to buy ramekins, yes. so that, you know, was... <laughs> it's okay, but now the whole world... I think they're called ramekins. Now there's a world of desserts ram-ikins. open to you now that you have ramekins. <laughs> Is it ramekins? I thought it was ramekins. No, it's ramekins. Ram- it's ramekins. <laughs> but ramekins sounds cute. That sounds ramekins. like the kitty version. Yeah. yeah. It's like go. the bunnykins version. A ramekin of mac and cheese. I think it's going to be a children's cartoon show. The oh, ramekins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and they all live in little overturned ramekins. Mm. See? Adorable. We Don't say another so word, Claire. Here. That's a good idea. Business idea. Now I'm looking for dishes that involve ramekins. So I'm like, yes. I'm make, now that I have these ramekins, I'm gonna buy- I'll, send, I'll send you some recipes. <laughs> But um, another book concept. So you're doing the soft foods book, mm-hmm, and then you're mm-hmm. doing the ramekins. Yes. I got okay. a lot of work to do. But I I may go for this, Liz. Gingerbread bunt cake with lemon glaze. Wow, it's that, so good. Oh, that awesome. sounds delicious. It's so good. Do you have a bunt pan? No. See, again, oh my gosh. I don't bake. That's the. It's <laughs> right. a barrier to entry when you don't bake. Yeah. Because when you think, I'm going to try that, you don't have any. Yes. Like last week in the house, I didn't even have sugar. I'm like, oh my gosh. I don't even have sugar. Oh Why? What do you put sugar in if you don't uh, bake? Nothing. Co- so, coffee? I, no? no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but so I do need I need to get one of these fancy bunt pants. Yes. Now that the, the picture in the book is of a particularly fancy bunt pan. Yeah. It's just the regular bunt pan is actually almost even better. But I want it to look like I know. That. So that's the heritage <laughs> bunt pan um, is made. It's an American company. Like it's a fantastic pan. And my big tip with the bunt pans is you got to get the Pam cooking, a baking spray. OK. So it's a spray. It comes out. It looks really thick. Uh, and it, it's got a little bit of flour right in it. And actually, the people who make those bunt pans, Nordicware, they're the ones who told me about it, that if you use that spray on the bunt pan, it falls, just falls right out of the bunt pan, perfect shape, never gets stuck, releases absolutely perfectly. And then you have this gorgeous cake, and it doesn't need frosting because it's already beautiful as it comes out of the pan. Yeah. I think you've just changed the lives of many satellite sisters in the Midwest <laughs> who make a lot of bunt cakes oh my gosh. with that pan the, cooking spray. That too. baking spray is a game changer. <laughs> I, it's Liz, like, I'm going to put it on your Christmas <laughs> list. It's a good stocking oh, stuffer. I was going to give you a bunt, a bunt pan. Okay. okay, great. Okay. <laughs> so, We're making connections here, people. This is happening. Put the baking spray in your stocking. Yes. It's perfectly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that may be worth it. Like, I, I feel like I could achieve that. Mm-hmm. You most definitely could. It is just like bowl and spoon. You don't need a mixer. Uh, See, that? I don't yeah. have a mixer, yeah. so that's no. also... <laughs> right? <laughs> It's really hard. Like it when is. you're like, oh, forget it. I'll just go buy the Bouche de Noel. Yeah. Am I pronouncing that correctly? You got yes. That. Spot on. <laughs> Spot on. Okay. Right. It's just so fun. We oh. We're going to do a whole food show where Leon is just going to pronounce <laughs> and I'll just fix everything. Foods. Yes, that's good. <laughs> well, listen, that lemon bust, lemon custards was originally called lemon pot de creme. Oh. oh. Yes, but I was like, I feel like pot de creme sounds too complicated. Let's yeah. just call it custards. It does. You know, yeah. it's funny because when I served it, I said, well, it's called custard, but it's really a pot de creme. That is what <laughs> oh I God. said to my family. <laughs> so, uh, it wasn't technically a birthday cake, but my mother-in-law brought her own dessert. That's good. <laughs> oh, she's a serious baker. She's you a serious can't. baker. Oh. So yeah. that's you why can't I'm... bake with your mother-in-law no. in the house. Oh, no. Dear. So that's, she brought yeah. her own key lime cheesecake. So, oh, uh, well, nothing. that's not too shabby. No, I know. No, yeah. she's a very serious baker. So <laughs> normally, again, it's, but now I got the ramekins. So yeah. there's no stuff. We're good me. to go. That can be your new signature dessert. It is. The lemon pot de creme. It is. Um, All right. So your book on complicated, taking the stress out of home cooking, it's available. How how do Satellite Sisters listeners get it? So probably the easiest way is through Amazon. Okay. And uh, you can uh, buy it there. You can review it there if you buy it and and love it. Um, It's going to be in some bookstores. Uh, Of course, it's all over Canada as well. (laughs) Um, But probably the safest thing to do is just go to Amazon and uh, pick it up there. And what is your next book about? Well, the next book is obviously going to be called Complicated. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't know. Too I easy. Just, no, it's going to be called I Was Just Kidding About Uncomplicated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, precisely. I, I, I'm a big believer if you have to wash extra pans, the taste will be worth it. That's what I That's what I think. I think, right? It's worth it. A few extra pans is always worth it. Which is why I dine at Leon's that's instead right, a good of idea. cooking at home. That's a good idea. Claire. No, really, the, the, the other tagline for this book before we had the one it has on out was uh, getting you too delicious with fewer dirty dishes. Oh, you see? so yeah, I don't like being no. left with a pile, a sink full of dirty dishes. It's no Sometimes fun. Sometimes it's worth it, though. I know, but 
If you can avoid it, wouldn't that be good too? That's true. There you That's are. true. That's true. Well, Claire, Claire, can I ask you if if there was one thing that you could tell all the home cooks, you know, uh, to add to their cooking? Is there one simple t- uh, tip? Is it a spice? Is it lemon juice? Is it fresh herbs or butter. more butter? <laughs> anything? Um, anything that you would recommend? Well, at the at the risk of uh, inciting the wrath of the satellite sisterhood, I'm going to say salt. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So I, you know, I teach a lot of culinary classes, and I find people are so afraid of salt um, because you know there's a lot of sodium issues in the world, blood pressure, that sort of stuff. I'm telling you that the salt that you add to the real food that you make at home, that's not giving you high blood pressure. It's the packaged pizzas. It's the fast food. It's the stuff that comes out of cans. So salt is the difference between a dish tasting delicious and a dish tasting unforgettable. So next time you're wondering, what does this need? Lemon juice is great, but a sprinkle of salt might help you. I have the same conversation with Sheila every time she comes to her house because she's like, because I finish with salt, but I don't cook with a lot of it. Sheila eats out a lot, and she's always saying, oh, you put salt on this? I was like, you (laughs) eat so much more salt. (laughs) The coffee bean and tea leaf. (laughs) And like, what do they always say on Top Chef? Not enough salt. salt. Like every, like, these are great chefs. They get dinged, like, could he use Salt. They said that this week. Some guy's ricotta. Could have yeah, used more well, salt. There you go. <laughs> all right, Claire, we have really enjoyed having you on. You have to go do some television appearances. I'm, I could stay fancy. all day. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are so happy to have you here. This is a beautiful book. Thanks for sending to us, and it's great to meet you in person. You too. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, what a pleasure. We would like to thank a couple of sponsors here at Satellite Sisters. Liz, have you finished your holiday shopping yet? Well, I've been mainly shopping for me. You know how that goes. You were saying last week, one for me, one for you. Yeah, I get into that. I get online. So I ordered some more MeUndies for myself, Leanne. I know where you're going in this conversation. I was just going to tell you, you get everything you need at MeUndies. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. No panic. Uh-huh. Yeah. Did you get some of the coveted micromodial fabric? You know, I love them. I don't even know what that means, but it is so soft and so, so comfortable. I was wishing that I could wear the Star Wars stuff because it's so cute. And then I thought, well, your sons would like that. And then I thought, well, that's weird. It's weird. Me giving your sons underwear. That's not right. But somebody needs to buy the Star Wars (laughs) underwear. Did you experience pure bliss in underwear form? Is that what you'd say? Yeah, that's that's exactly what I would say. Yes. You can get a style that is perfectly suited for you or someone else. Men and women can each choose from four different cuts of undies, which are available from classic colors to adventurous prints, like the Star Wars prints. They're really cute. And there's some nice plaids. The plaids I have, the plaids are great. Yeah. I mean, they're fun undies, and they'd yeah. be a great stocking stuffer there at Me Undies. But why, why stop at undies, Liz? I mean, come on! It no could reason. Be, it could be a whole Me Undies cozy, cozy holiday for you because <laughs> the lounge pants and the onesies mm, we mm. can attest are made of the same super soft fabric, and they are delightful. The lounge pants have pockets. That's yes. a big plus for me. <laughs> so perfect for wearing Christmas morning, New Year's Day. You yeah. don't even have to get out of your MeUndies on New Year's Day. Just Those days you don't leave the house, no. this is what you want, the MeUndies lounge pants. Wake up, watch the Rose Parade, roll right into a couple of games, football games, and then wind it up with the Top Chef Marathon all in your MeUndies <laughs> lounge pants. <laughs> That's a perfect day. It is a perfect day. All right, so this is what you do. If you want to get 15% off your first pair, free 
shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to MeUndies.com slash sisters. That's MeUndies.com slash sisters. Definitely go just to check out the uh, Star Wars. Oh, sure. It's pretty cute. Yeah, it's fine. It's pretty. Can I get in the Star Wars thing? Is their mother? Is that weird? (laughs) Yeah, you can. I mean, they're grown men. Do I get them underwear? I don't know what your policy is on underwear. All right, com slash sisters. You could get them some sheets. Oh, I actually am getting, oh, I'm yeah. getting my son Brooks some Brook linen. I yeah. feel like that. That's a good idea. That's a, that's a gift that keeps on giving. Lee. Yeah. I mean, he's been in his apartment now for a couple of years, so I'm guessing he the needs sheets some The sheets haven't been washed yet. Yeah. <laughs> so. Just change them. Don't bother to wash them. <laughs> Oh, boy. Okay, this holiday season is a great time for a bedding upgrade for you or your loved one. And Brooklinen really has fantastic sheets. I I can tell you, I enjoy these sheets so much. Liz, you just bought yourself another set, didn't you? Yeah, I bought it like the different kind, the linen ones instead of the, I forget what the other ones were called, the like cotton-y ones. (laughs) I don't know. It's not a very effective use of copy points, is it? Nope. Just pretend I didn't say that. Nope. All right. <laughs> how does how does Brooklyn work? They work directly with manufacturers and directly with customers, so there's no middlemen, meaning they can give you five-star hotel-quality sheets that are affordable and easy to order. Sheets don't just feel amazing. They look great, too. What I like is that you can mix and match over 20 colors and patterns, so you really can create your own personal style with your sheets. They have towels, robes, candles, sleep masks, everything for great gifts this season, and super fast shipping. And that is true. Like, literally, you order those sheets and then they arrive the next day. It's unbelievable. Or the day after that. It's like, it seems instantaneously. Like, I don't know if it's next day, but it's super fast. Let's just say it's right away. Super fast to make sure you get your holiday gifts right on time. So for Satellite Sisters listeners, brooklinen.com is giving you an exclusive offer. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code SISTERS at brooklinen.com. Brooklinen is so confident in their product that all their sheets, comforters, and towels come with a lifetime warranty. The only way to get $20 off and free shipping is to use promo code SISTERS at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N, brooklinen, brooklinen.com, promo code SISTERS. These really are the best sheets ever. All right, Jill, you have the color of the year for us, don't you? This is big news. Pantone color of the year for 2019 is 16-1546 Living Coral. Now, but here's the reason I'm mentioning it. Wait till you hear what they say about Living Coral. This is a color that is animating and life-affirming. It has golden hues, undertones that energize and enlivens. This color is capable of connection and intimacy. It's sociable and it's spirited. It encourages lighthearted activity and it symbolizes our innate need for optimism and joyful pursuits and the desire for playful expression. Wow. Wow. 2019 is going to be a great year. (laughs) It's going to be a wonderful year, 2019. And this, they announced this and it coincides with just great news about actual coral reefs, Liz, in uh, in Australia that you know were ravaged by global warming in 2006 Mm -hmm. because of the heat level, you know, um, that the globe, you know, global warming had killed off many of the heat sensitive corals. But guess what? 
scientists now are extremely excited about the natural selection that's going on. And some of the corals, a selection of the corals can handle the higher temperatures and they survived. So I think the news about the real corals and the color coral are just, it's very promising for 2019. Okay. Good Good way to kick off the year. Yeah. Well, you know, when we come back, um, in the first show of 2019, we'll reveal our theme for the year. So maybe there's a coral theme. theme, theme. <laughs> okay, coral well, theme, it, theme I just you. suggest you go out and paint everything coral. because right. It is a beautiful color. Yes. It's authentic, and, uh, and it, it provides you nourishment and comfort and buoyancy. All good things. Buoyancy. I like it. Buoyancy. You should just go to Panton.com and yeah. read about it. It's going to make you feel better. We'll put a link in the show notes for everything Julie just read. All right, entertaining sisters, I have a recommendation that works either as a book or a movie or a book movie combo. Okay? <laughs> oh, wow. So, Good. if you really want to, you know, work hard, you could read the book and then see the movie or you could see the movie then read the book. But okay. it is the book is called Dumplin by Julie Murphy. It's a YA title and uh-huh. uh it's a really fun story and I know don't roll your eyes at me, Liz, because I feel it coming. <laughs> I, about I think a, you're losing her. Okay. About a teen beauty contest. Yeah. But it involves a great heroine that has a very positive body image no matter what she looks like. It involves drag queens, and it involves Dolly Parton. Oh. Okay? So that's the book. Bingo. Dumpling. And that is a winning, <laughs> winning combination. So the book was a big hit. It's by Julie Murphy, published by Random House. So I got a copy of this. And then I watched the movie this weekend on Netflix. It just came out. It's a co-production by Jennifer Aniston and Dolly Parton. Really? Jennifer Aniston is in it. It has an unbelievable Dolly Parton soundtrack. The girl who plays Willow Dean, our our heroine, Uh is fantastic. The drag queens are great. I was a sobbing mess at the end of this movie. (laughs) Okay. 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 That's what we want out of our movies, Liam. It is. Just so if you have a if you have a daughter in high school or a son in high school and he's got some body image issues and you're just wondering how to talk to them or you want to make them feel good, this is a really body positive book, Dumpling by Julie Murphy. And then you can all sit down and watch the totally appropriate for most ages movie on Netflix. I could watch Jennifer Aniston do anything. I love really? her so really? much. I really am a big fan of hers. I just okay. she should do more. She should do more. But she did executive produce this, and she's starring in it. And she plays the beauty queen mom, the perfect beauty queen mom yeah. who has a hard time relating to her daughter, who is less than perfect in her eyes. And they all come together over this, you know, teen pageant. And I thought, uh, you know. Okay. Once you've seen Little Miss Sunshine, do you need to see another teen pageant movies? But this yes, is, you this, do. You do. Dumpling, <laughs> it's adorable. So I want to recommend both the book by Julie Murphy and uh, the movie on Netflix. Sounds like I could lay on the floor and take that in you tonight could. or tomorrow. You know what? Do it. <laughs> I mean, just the Dolly Parton music yeah. is I love Dolly worth Parton. it. Like, if all your life lessons came from Dolly Parton, that You'd would also be fine, be fine too. Yes. You'd be t- Totally fine. All right. And then I want to preview next week. I got a chance to see an advanced screening of Jennifer Lopez's new movie, Second Act. Oh, is it, Leon? Terrific. I mean, it's terrific. You're going to. I love Jennifer Lopez. I I, I do, too. You you can have your Jennifer Aniston. I'll take my Jennifer Lopez. 
She is underestimated, I think. I just love her. She is. And if you love her, you will love this movie because everything you love about her is all in this movie. All the scenes. <laughs> oh, great. All, I'm going to break it down next week. Um, we are we, we're going to be talking more about the movie next week and the concept of second acts. Like, what would you do in the second part of your life if you got a chance, if you could kind of turn things around and make amends? Oh. So look. This week on the Facebook group, I'll be posting a question to that effect. I haven't actually formulated the question yet, but (laughs) keep your eye on that Facebook group because it's coming. But the movie, I can tell you, is delightful. It opens December 19th. Circle it on your your calendar. Take your girlfriend. It's really fun. I I laugh out loud. I laughed out loud. Really? And I I don't laugh out loud. You're a high standard. I I know. If you can make Leah laugh, yeah. that's good. I cried at Dumpling. I laughed at Second Act. I am either losing it or these were good good entertainment properties. That's it. Okay. Another holiday recommendation we want to make is how to give your friends the gift of a podcast. You know, lots of you say, how can we help the Satellite Sisters? Or we just love podcasts, but maybe our friends are tired of hearing us <laughs> talk about podcasts all the time. So there is a new place for you to go to be able to give the gift of podcast. It was created by Satellite Sister, friend of the pod, Gretchen Rubin. You know, she does the podcast Happier with her sister, Elizabeth Kraft. Elizabeth Kraft, then her alter ego, Liz Kraft, <laughs> does the the podcast Happier in Hollywood with her writing partner and best friend, uh, Sarah Fain. So Happier and Happier in Hollywood sort of put this together. And here's the thing. We're going to put the link in the show notes, and we'll also post it on the Facebook page in the Facebook group. But you go to giftofpodcast.com, and you can just download a PDF that really, it's so simple. You just fill in the name of your favorite podcast. You can decorate it. You can write anything else you want. And you're writing a gift certificate to friends of yours. And then you just roll it up. I say put a little bow around it. It's the perfect thing to pass out to your friends at the office or put as a little stocking stuffer. Or if you're just going to a Christmas party at your friends and you want to recommend some of your favorite shows, uh, it's like the simplest way to do it. And, Leon, you know that I was... At first, I thought that it was some high techy kind of thing right. where you, and then I realized, oh no, you just print out the gift certificate and fill it in. So super easy to do. You can do it, people. And then the second page is a uh, instructions about how to download and uh, subscribe to podcasts. So if you have friends who are really just just at the beginning of their podcast adventures, uh, super simple step-by-step instructions on how to do that. So it's giftofpodcast.com. This is the best way to share your favorite podcasts with your satellite sisters and misters. So, uh, so Julie, what would be, if you were sharing, let's, let's start with Satellite Sisters, and then, of course, we love Happier and Happier in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. else would you put on a good list, Joel? I have I have two. Uh, one is the History Chicks. I oh, love yeah. that. I love that podcast because it takes you somewhere where, you know, you you haven't been, uh, or maybe you were but you've forgotten, or you maybe you knew a little <laughs> bit about a topic but not the way. Uh, you know, uh, you, there's a lot more to know. Yeah. And then the second podcast that I would recommend, and it's not just because you're my sister, is Safe for Work. Okay. This is Liz's other podcast that she does with Rico Galliano. And the thing I like about that show, Liz, is, you know, uh, my work, I work in a closet. So uh-huh. it's not like I'm in an office or I, but I learn something on your podcast every time I listen to it. Wow. It makes me feel better. It makes me want to do, you know, I think about human relations. I think about 
being a better person. Uh, and I, I so wow. hats okay. off to you guys. I really like those shows. So one takes me away and one tries to make me a better person. And I like that. Okay, Leon, how about you? Okay, I want to recommend The Frame. I've recommended this before. It's an arts and culture show that's mm-hmm. produced by KPCC Radio here in Los Angeles. Um, but the interviewer, John Horn, just does a fantastic job diving deep with creative types here in L.A. Uh, about everything. I just listened to a fascinating interview with the creators of Come From Away. Yes, me too. I yes. know. Wasn't that great? Yeah. yeah. I just like made, brought tears to my life. How, how about the one with Mark Ronson the other day about, about writing <laughs> Shallow? Yes. What it's Lady, like to work with Lady Gaga, I mean, like uh, in the studio. So he, there's no, he's not smarmy. He doesn't make jokes. Yeah. There's no like complicated setup. It's just a really smart guy talking to really interesting people about their creative lives. I like it. It's called The Frame. And the second one is one I discovered before I was going to Rome last year, The Bittersweet Life Podcast. Uh, it's hosted by two women, Katie and Tiffany. One's a former radio professional, but they were expats together in Rome for many years. Mm. And they like a lot of the same things I like classic <laughs> food, <laughs> talking to people. Do reading, they like Mark Sapone? Reading books. I'm sure they. Mar- <laughs> I'm sure they know. Don't how get to into that. Pronounce Mark Sapone, Joel. I'm sure they do. It doesn't matter. So I like it. It's called the Bittersweet Life. They they talk to a lot of expats all over the world. If you have a fantasy about what it's like to live in Rome and you know be part of that culture, mm-hmm. it's great for you. Uh, I just really enjoy it. It is. It's relaxing. It's like two women talking about their experience, uh, but at a higher level. They add a little production value and they get great guests. Really interesting guests. So I want to recommend the Bittersweet Life podcast. Okay, well, it's the season of sharing. So we say share the sisters and share all of your favorite podcasts. So you'll see the link in the show notes, giftofpodcast.com for the uh, downloadable gift certificate. Okay, we would like to thank our engineer, Sergio Enriquez, today for engineering the show. We appreciate it, Sergio. He had to take out all the all the stuff we messed up today. So <laughs> be- <laughs> Sounds super smart. Uh, not really. Not all of it. Not Some really. of it is still in. Some of it's still in. If you've gotten this far in the show, you've heard. <laughs> yes. Nothing like what I left in the Madam Secretary podcast the other day by mistake. <laughs> A lot of dogs barking, and I just, <laughs> I thought I had taken all of the issues out. Nope. Your dog is taking on the Balkans all by itself. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that Madam Secretary podcast, we're still doing the recap. That is up. We would like to thank our sponsors for today's Satellite Sisters. We'd like to thank Harry's and Care.com. Brooklinen and Me Undies for their support of Satellite Sisters. And we'd like to thank you for supporting the people that support us. All right. Uh, our to-do list now as we wind up this week. Julie, what do you have on your to-do list? Okay. I hate to even mention this, but I have a slow-moving dishwasher di- disaster going on in my kitchen that involves yeah. water buckling floors. Oh. So I believe that that is going to be on my to-do list for, uh, for a bit. Oh, wow. Okay. Good mm. luck with that. Yeah. Good luck with yeah. that. Liz, how about you? I am visiting a dog ranch, Leanne, later in the week. Mm-hmm. You know, I may need some uh, dog care for Hooper in the event that I'm away for an extended period. So longtime listener, Kara Sundance, who you know, she's, you know, in the Satellite Sisterhood. She's a dog trainer, and her dogs are in, like, movies and television. Movies and television, yeah. yeah. So I email, I emailed her, and asked. I told her what I needed, asked for some recommendations, and she recommended a place to me that I should check out. So Hooper and I are going for a little, you know, meet and greet, meet and greet up at, <laughs> up at the dog ranch on Friday just to, you know, 
See if we are okay. we're both, Good we're luck both with the interview. I hope you two get accepted. <laughs> yeah. It's like a, getting accepted to kindergarten here in Los Angeles. I know. It's I the closest I'm going to get to that. Experience. I think you should dress up, Liz. Okay. <laughs> And how about you? Liz, uh, this week marks the beginning of my own one man uh, for your consideration campaign. Oh. I'm just <laughs> for what? For A Star is Born. Oh. I just wanted to win all the Oscars. And I, you know, for many years I participated in boycotts of one. Yeah. But I realized maybe I should do something positive with my power. Uh-huh. And now I'm just mounting my own Oscar campaign for A Star is Born. Okay. I think... <laughs> Yeah, your position is it can't win enough awards. I just, just think it should win all the awards. You know, <laughs> I'm sure there are other very fine movies out there, but I'm just tired of movies that are sort of well-meaning and tedious winning. I want a lush, delicious movie to win all the awards. I can't think of any award it shouldn't win. So I thought, I'm just one woman, but I can do a For Your Consideration campaign. There's no law that says I can't mount my own campaign. Be your own billboard, Liam. Do it. <laughs> that's it. So that's it. Today, this week marks the opening okay. of We're my... launching right here, yeah. right now. Yeah, A Star is Born. FYC, A Star is Born. As they say here in Los Angeles, <laughs> FYC, A Star is Born. So that's it. Okay. All right, sisters, fun show. Great yeah. to be with you. Uh, Liz, good luck with the butt cheek and everything. Well, thank you yeah, so much. Yeah, feel better, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> All right. Jill, good luck with the dishwasher. And don't forget, call your satellite system.